Michael Show. We are glad you're hanging in there with us today on this beautiful Wednesday. Warm weather, a little bit breezy. Going to be around 80, 81 today, depending on where you're at. Good stuff. Thanks for joining us as the saga, as Green Bay turns, continues on. And uh, joining us now on the hotline from GoLongTD.com. Used to cover the Green Bay Packers for the General Sentinel as well. Our guy Tyler Dunn is here. Ty, how you been, buddy? What's up? Good to be here, Bill. How have you been, man? Um, I'm doing great. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot to talk about, and it's uh, kept a lot of people engaged for quite some time since uh, Aaron Rodgers emerged from the darkness and said, "I'm going to play for the or for the uh, New York Jets and not the Green Bay Packers." So, first and foremost, you know, with everything you've heard, uh, the comments that came from Bob McGinn a while back, give me your thoughts on where this thing stands now. You know, I, I still think that the Jets and the Packers are basically at the one centimeter line. <laughs> you know, I, right. I know that nobody wants to wait around. I don't think the Packers want to wait around. I don't think the Jets want to wait around, but it's this weird game of chicken right now, right? I think both sides are daring the other to flinch on, um, you know, it's more of a gut feeling than intimate knowledge on my end in terms of like who's asking for what, but it sure seems like, all of the hard work's kind of been ironed out, and now it's a matter of like, okay, like who's who's gonna flinch here? I mean, is it a matter of a, a next second, a first instead of a second, eating a certain amount of money? I don't know, but you know, deadline spur action, as Andrew Brandt loves to say, and I would think that the NFL draft here, right around the corner, is is that deadline if, if you're interested in picks this year. So we'll see what happens, but yeah, I would, I, I know that. You know, David Bakhtiari kind of floated that third option of, okay, well, Green Bay could pay him not to play. I don't think anybody wants it to get that weird at this point. No. I've said all along, I think the deal is going to get done. It's probably going to get done in the next two weeks, right, as we approach the draft. And then everybody will be happy. I know the Jets want to get, you know, Aaron Rodgers eventually into their camp. The Packers want to get him out and get this distraction done and over with and move on. And, it, it you know, now you tell me what you believe Rodgers is worth because everybody's got a, an opinion. My opinion is this, that if I'm the Jets and if the stumbling block is, say, the first versus the second, you haven't been to a Super Bowl since 1969. You haven't been to the postseason since 2010, and you're talking about this guy giving you the opportunity to do both. What is that worth? I would think a first-round pick. It should yeah. be. I think that's why Green Bay is in a, a strong position. We're all trying to figure out who has the leverage. Well, look, Green Bay's made it clear. This is Jordan Love's team, and you might interpret that as like, oh, my gosh, all right, did they just tip their hand on not really, because I think the Jets' desperation, as you kind of laid out, they're not going to draft another quarterback high. They just whiffed on Sam Darnold. They whiffed on Zach Wilson, who, oh, by the way, is still there. Uh, if you ha- if you want to have any shot at resurrecting his career, you need a veteran. I mean, they, everything points to them going the veteran route, and the, the cherry on top is, is Woody Johnson, the owner. I mean, this is somebody who, I mean, back to Brett Favre, obviously, he's always loved that big swing he no doubt sees what the New York Giants are building. You, you, you got a competent GM and Joe Shane, uh, maybe the best offensive mind. It's not one of, and Brian Dable. Um, they, whatever you want to say about the Daniel Jones contract, they made the playoffs. They won a playoff game. They've got a good thing cooking, and it matters in that market. You've got to stay relevant some way, somehow, for better or for worse. I, I, it sure sounds like they are all, all in on Aaron Rodgers when Joe Douglas himself is. You know, pumping his fist and telling the fans, he's coming, baby. So, yeah, I think Green Bay has all the leverage here. And if they want a first, 
man, I, I would think that they're, they'd be able to get that. I, I, you know, they missed their opportunity at the three, four first round picks the last couple off seasons, but they could still get something here out of uh, out of an albatross of a contract and a decision in, in that $150 million they gave him last offseason. David Bakhtiari said yesterday, don't fool yourself, the Packers are in a, uh, in a rebuild. And I kept thinking to myself, what are they rebuilding? They need some wide receivers and tight ends, but other than that, there's pretty much veterans or second-year players at damn near every position that they have, including a lot of veterans that they paid. What, do you consider this a rebuild just because they're changing quarterbacks? I don't. That was strange, right? To put it mildly, right. to hear a player who's been around as long as anybody. Uh, look, I, I think he's fr- he's obviously friends with Aaron Rodgers, and he's in a tough situation, having just signed a contract extension, going through all of his health issues, being close to a teammate personally. Uh, I, I would imagine it was just some of that kind of rising to the surface here, uh, sticking up for his guy and calling this a rebuilding year um i think a lot it took a lot of people by surprise because hell i know it was a short sample size but jordan love looked a hell of a lot better in a quarter and a half than aaron Rodgers really did at any point last season so it's football wise it makes all the sense in the world to turn to the what 24 25 year old who's way more athletic and has a better arm is better for this offense he's been developing three years and you've got a veteran team around him, and you look around the NFC, which maybe this isn't what David Bakhtiari did, it's wide open. I mean, this conference is totally up for grabs, especially after Philly's roster was gutted a little bit in free agency. So, I, yeah, I, I think that, you know, if you really want to put on, put, look through a magnifying glass and be concerned, you could say, well, you know, does this mean that Jordan really isn't as good as we all think he is? I, I think it's more of a case of David Bakhtiari looking out for his guy, Aaron Rodgers, because you hear the same stuff, Bill. The teammates, coaches, everybody is jacked up for the Jordan Love era to begin. He he looked as good in practice as he did in the, the very little bit that we saw of him on game day last year. So that being said, I, what, what does Jordan Love have to do? Uh, because to me, I, I've I've seen Jordan Love. I saw his college stuff. I've seen a little bit of progress. But I am still kind of hedging my bets a little bit. I'm kind of holding my breath to see if he's actually going to be any kind of the real deal or even above average at that point. So what does he have to do to say that this season upcoming is a successful season in your eyes? From day one, this whole situation has just been eerily similar to the Packers moving on from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. I mean, even down to to what Bob heard, in his initial report, right, that if, hey, if Aaron wants to be back, he's going to have to compete for his job. It'd have to be as a backup. That that sounded familiar, mm-hmm. right? That sounded a lot like when Brett Favre wanted to come back and be the quarterback of the Packers in 2008. Right. They are so in on, on turning the page that they know, yeah, they might only win six, seven games this year, but that's what happened in 08. But you saw so much in Aaron Rodgers that season that it was still worth giving them an extension. And, and even then, you know, they were, they had their own bets. Uh, they drafted Brian Brom, Matt Flynn, that draft, and Brom in the second round. And they, they needed to see it. They saw it, even though the wins weren't there because he ran Mike McCarthy's offense. It was like, you know, he was almost created in a lab right down to those, remember those deep boots when he throw deep to, to Greg Jennings. It was, yep. this is everything that McCarthy wanted out of his offense. 
I think if Love shows that and he puts up good numbers, whatever those numbers are, you're right. I mean, what, 3,800 yards, 4,000 yards, uh, 25 touchdowns, not a lot of turnovers. If you see all of that, he then, then you're confident. Like then, then you keep building, you keep moving forward. And if it's if it's difficult for him, if the game's just too fast for him, then you get concerned. But I think that there this past year, whether it's in practice, what they've seen in the games, those concerns have kind of dissipated. And they, they might have been there in that Kansas City game two years prior. Granted, the game plan really didn't do any favors for Jordan Love, but I think that you know they're in a place where now they need to see him play games. And if he does that, puts up good numbers, regardless of the wins and losses, uh, they're going to feel really good about the future. Uh, I want to ask you about the article that you had just uh, kind of put together with Ron Wolf. Give me your thoughts there because you had a chance to say Ron is such a great guy, and, and as he got older and further away from the game, he's more and more of an open book when it came to his philosophy and such. So give me your thoughts on, on what Ron Wolf had to say. All right, I appreciate it, Bill. Yeah, go along TD.com if uh, – people want to read the conversation in full with the hall of famer. I mean, I, there, we, we kind of went all over the place. The impetus for it was similar to what uh, kind of teed up the conversation I had with Leroy Butler, where this is such a pivotal moment in Packers history, moving from you know, one hall of fame quarterback to an unknown. Um, I think a lot of people don't know what in the hell to expect. So let's kind of talk to those who know, the Packers best uh, Butler may be the best ambassador this team has, has had in, in decades, if ever. And, and Ron Wolf is the one who woke this franchise up from the dead. And, you know, I guess what jumped at first was he said, you know, 91, he took over in November, 91, you know, the tail end of the four and 12 season, middle of December, uh, a loss to Detroit at home. He said, I'm looking around the stands. That's 10 degrees, six below wind chill. And the place is packed. Like the stadium is full. And he's like, I realized then, it's different here, and you've got those magical names up on the on the stadium walls, and I think it kind of hit him. Man, we have to tap into this tradition, this legacy, and and the point that he can't he kept coming back to, similar to Leroy, is look, individual players are are great. They've had so many Hall of Famers from the Lambo era to Lombardi to Wolf Holmgren to today, all of that stuff. Um, but the G does kind of. It's always bigger. It's always about the team. It's always about the Packers. He said he'd feel calls from fans, and it was never about one specific player. It's just Packers, 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 the team, and, and that's also sort of unique. I, I think that the the star power of individuals can can overwhelm other organizations, and it never does in Green Bay. It's, it's always about the Packers, so that's why we're at this point. Finally, Green Bay, and he kind of agreed. Yeah, they kind of got their backbone here, and it took, quote-unquote, guts from Brian Gutekind to tell Aaron Rodgers, thanks but no thanks. So had a lot of great things to say about those in charge now and and really philosophically why every team should be drafting quarterbacks all the time, right? That's something he did almost every year. I, You know, it's interesting because I was uh, kind of sitting there thinking to myself, and we talked about this the other day, that had Aaron Rodgers – much like Brett Favre just said, I'm, I'm all in, I'm coming back, I'm ready to go. That forces the Packers' hands. But most likely, if he's all in, if he's ready to go, if he's ready to commit, work with the young guys and all that kind of other rigmarole, he's back as the Green Bay Packers quarterback. None of this is a discussion. There's no controversy other than whether to sign or not to sign Jordan Love and what they're going to do with him. Other than that, that's it. 
And I, I look, I, I remember talking to Favre about the exact same situation. And Favre said, you know, had I just said, I'm coming back, it would have forced Ted <laughs> to do something. It would have forced Aaron to do. Yeah. But neither one of them do. I, I just, I don't, it's like all of a sudden they get to the point where they're so big that they just figure the world's going to wait on me and everybody else can kiss my ass and I am the one that's going to dictate as to what's going on. And then they're shocked and, and mad when the teams move on. There was there was a lot of... Um you know, messaging, narrative stuff at play. You know, both sides kind of worried how this would be perceived publicly. It, 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 it strikes me as Green Green Bay. I do think Green Bay that they were moving forward with Jordan Love, regardless of what Aaron Rodgers said publicly. And they almost kind of wanted Aaron to reach this point on his own. Like, okay, the, the whole mm-hmm. it's not you, it's me. Is it me? Is it you? It's the George Costanza at the coffee shop. They they wanted him to right. kind of get to that that point where he had to move on and he kind of did you know he was all over the place in that McAfee interview and you know in and out of the darkness all of that but the, the fact that he wouldn't even talk to Brian Gutekind my god you're going on Aubrey mm-hmm. Marcus talking about taking dumps in the dark but you can't even talk to your GM I mean that was ridiculous and absurd and I imagine at some point the Packers just got pissed off and they're like all right well not only did you decline on the field you didn't throw for 300 yards in the game it's pretty obvious you know, father time has caught up to you here, but all this other stuff might have just been everything they needed to once and for all move on as well. And however we got here, I think right. we would have got here one way or another, but it would have been interesting to your point, Bill, if Aaron Rodgers at that press conference right after the Lions game said, hell yeah, like we had a great finish. We've got a good thing cooking here. I'm coming back. I'm under contract, right? I mean, he just signed a one year prior. Let's go. Instead, right. he hemmed and hawed, and he likes living in that, that, that gray area of a mystery. And uh, Green Bay eventually said enough's enough. Um, let's go back to one thing with Ron Wolf. And Ron Wolf, you said, uh, kind of appreciates the guts of Gutekinst and company. Does he feel like they're doing the right thing? Yes, I think so. You know, we didn't get too specific on the Packers of today. Like, he's, he's enjoying life down in Florida, watching – spring baseball and isn't mm-hmm. he doesn't have that intimate knowledge of like okay here's what mark murphy and brian gutekind and matt are thinking and doing uh but he does think that this is the right call and i remember when we chatted two years ago you know when it was totally up in the air and we didn't think rogers would be back nobody really did and the reports are out there that he needed the gm fired it was really really ugly ron wolf had a comment of like yeah you know look at seattle and Russell Wilson out there, he wants this, he wants that. He's telling him who to pick. It's, he's like, that. At, at some point, a threshold is crossed. And, uh, you know, players play, coaches coach, and GMs got to be GMs. And you know, if, if a player tried to come into my office, I would tell him to exit the office. And so he kind of predicted that Russell Wilson trade, really. Um, and John Schneider, who came up under Ron Wolf, obviously, he moved on at the right time. The Packers waited too long, and it cost them several picks that they did have the gumption to do this earlier and take that backlash. But eventually, they did reach this point, and I think that he does think it's the right thing to do, the smart thing to do, as, as difficult as it may be, given the personality involved. 
Tyler, great stuff as always, buddy. They can always read your stuff. GoLongTD.com. That is GoLongTD.com. And uh, there's a, a great article there with you and Ron Wolf. And we'll touch more, man. We'll touch base more once the draft is complete, once this deal is done. And then uh, we'll kind of see where all the dust settles after the fact, buddy. I appreciate it, pal, okay? Hey, sounds like a plan, Bill. Any day, any time for you, man. Thanks so much. Thanks, bud. Talk to you soon. There you go. Tyler Dunn, Ty Dunn, at Ty Dunn, D-U-N-N-E, over there on uh, Twitter, golongtd.com. That is golongtd.com. He covered for the, the Green Bay Packers for uh, quite a few years, as a matter of fact. Always has. Uh, lives on the East Coast now, but always has an affinity for the Packers and understands the importance of the franchise and such. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, that's the way to go ahead and do so. We certainly appreciate it, as always, as always. Hey, i uh, got to say uh, not only uh, um, a special thanks, but uh, our friend Lisa uh, Lee Ortel, her, uh, you know, put her husband to rest yesterday. And uh, her husband was so inspirational on in our last motorcycle ride. We've got something planned for him again this upcoming season. But she also is a part of Landon Stone Realty. And uh, Lisa is uh, fat, fast and furious when it comes to finding you a home, finding you a condo, working with VA loans. She's great people, and if you're looking in Milwaukee, Racine, Kenosha County, Walworth, Jefferson, in those areas, uh, she can help you out. Uh, get a hold of Lisa at 414-617-6798, 414-617-6798. I know uh, I, I couldn't be there last night. I apologize. I had a couple of meetings that I had to attend. I couldn't miss, but uh, I wanted to be there. I was certainly there in spirit. Uh, when it came to the uh, services for her husband, again, who was so inspirational on our motorcycle ride this past year. And uh, he will be remembered on this upcoming year's motorcycle ride as well. But thanks to Lisa for being a part of the program, supporting us, supporting the veterans' causes, supporting the motorcycle ride. But if you are looking for a home, if you're looking for a condo, if you want you got a VA loan you need to take care of, she can do that. 414-617-6798. 414-617-6798. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The social house on West Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Dan Della and his staff are awesome, and uh, they have some new menu items. And I had talked about it before, but the Tiger Burger, uh, that's really good. Uh, It's got some jalapenos and a hot sauce on it. And if you like things a little spicy, Tiger Burger, man, highly, highly, highly recommend it. They've got mashed potato bites as appetizers over there. Their their, uh, Their cheese curds are awesome. They have really good cheese curds over there. But that Tiger Burger and the Meatball Sub, those are two of my new favorites, no doubt about it. That's a social house. West Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls, going to head over and watch a game, going to head over on a, on a Sunday morning and get some breakfast, get some free co- or free pancakes. Uh, if you buy a cocktail in the morning, you get some free pancakes with it, or you go over and listen to some music in the afternoon. Either way, uh, great place to go, a lot of fun, really, 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 really good people. That's a social house, Lisbon Road and Menominee Falls. Um, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Uh, give us a shout. Um, the, 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 man, the discussion remains hot and heavy. There, there's just all kinds of stuff flying around when it comes to this whole thing with, uh, with Rogers and, and company. Um, 
you know, again, the discussion of, first of all, is it a rebuild? Is it not? Tyler Dunn and I just talked about this in the reaction to David Bakhtiari saying, oh, make no mistake about it, we're in a full-blown rebuild. This is what Tyler and I just discussed. I don't. That was strange, right, to put a mild right. to hear a player who's been around as long as anybody. Uh, look, I, I think he's fr- he's obviously friends with Aaron Rodgers, and he's in a tough situation having just signed a contract extension, going through all of his health issues, being close to a teammate personally. Uh, I, I would imagine it was just some of that kind of rising to the surface here, uh, sticking up for his guy and calling this a rebuilding year. Um, it, I think a lot. it took a lot of people by surprise because, hell, I know it was a short sample size, but Jordan Love looks a hell of a lot better in a quarter and a half than Aaron Rodgers really did at any point last season. So it's it, football-wise, it makes all the sense in the world to turn to the, what, 24-, 25-year-old who's way more athletic, has a better arm, is better for this offense. He's been developing three years. And you've got a veteran team around him. And you look around the NFC, which maybe this isn't what David Bakhtiari did. It's wide open. I mean, this conference is totally up for grabs, especially after Philly's roster was gutted a little bit in free agency. So, I, yeah, I, I think that, you know, if you really want to put, on, put look through a magnifying glass and be concerned, you could say, well, you know, does this mean that Jordan really isn't as good as we all think he is? I, I think it's more of a case of David Bakhtiari looking out for his guy, Aaron Rodgers, because you hear the same stuff, Bill. The teammates, coaches, everybody is jacked up for the Jordan Love era to begin. He he looked as good in practice as he did in the, the very little bit that we saw of him on game day last year. That was the discussion regarding is this a rebuild? And I agree. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, where would – where would you say, other than the quarterback position and adding pieces to the tight end room, where is this a rebuild? You're continuing to build up your wide receiving core and your tight ends, obviously, but where else is there a rebuild going on? Um, and Merlin says, the callers are acting like this is all on Rodgers. I still want to hear from Rodgers about this. Goody isn't blameless in the least. Well, what what are you wanting to hear? What are you wanting to hear? Because... I've already stated this time and again. I'm not saying Goody's at, not at fault. I don't. I, don't, I, I think for what's gone on. I, and again, I don't know what you're specifically looking for when you say Goody's not blameless. About what? The drafting of Jordan Love? No, that's all on Goody. That's what ignited all of this. Okay. But what else? Roger said that he wanted transparency. Um, he was asked uh, about, you know, coming out of the darkness and, you know, hey, were you considering retirement? He said he was 90% in to retirement going into the darkness. Okay. Well, if he had – if he – and this has always been an area of contentiousness for me, and here's the reason why. If he was in going into the darkness thinking of retirement and really, like he said, 90% committed to retirement, okay, if he would have communicated that to the Packers, you're not shopping a guy that's going to retire. Think about that for a minute. If I say, hey, I'm quitting my job tomorrow. I just, I, I, I've kind of, I'm kind of done. I'm, 
you know, I'm kind of, I'm not going to, not going to really do this anymore. I've had my run. There's no way in hell that our director of network operations is going out the next day and selling the Bill Michael show to more affiliates. Right? So, it, that to me then says that there wasn't communication. There wasn't Roger saying, I'm going into this, you know? I mean, at least if you take it on its face. So when Roger said, hey, they didn't communicate to me, and I came out of the darkness and they're shopping me around, well, wait a minute. What is shopping you around? Is that answering the phone, or is that actually actively calling teams to see if there's an interest? If it just involves picking up the phone and asking, well, let's say he is available, what would you give me? Is that shopping him around, or is that just answering the phone? And when you say Goody's not blameless, okay, they they wanted Rodgers back. A lot of people wanted Rodgers back last year, and they committed to him. A huge contract. $150 million over the next three years. Here you go. This is what we're going to do. No, that's not it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Look where we're at. Yeah, it is. You know, so I... I... <sighs> Again, if you are Rogers and you pick up the phone and say, here you go, I'm coming back, I want to do this, I'm ready to go, none of this is an issue. Now, I think the Packers wanted to gauge where he was at mentally because I, I keep going back to the statement. We expect a return on our investment. Jason says, I'll go even further with your point. After Favre, who better to, uh, better than Rodgers to understand the circumstances and the situation? 100% agree. After watching Favre go through this, understanding that Rodgers himself was waiting in the wings, his people were in contact with Ted Thompson, what they're being told, what's going on. And then, you know, Favre waffling, and I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be back. I'll let you know. I don't want to do this. I don't need to come to this. I don't need to go to the OTAs. I don't need. He was doing the exact same thing. And the Packers were like, all right, we'll talk to you later. I, I, I just. I, I don't know why there is this need to say, good, you're wrong. Other than to say Jordan Love's not the guy. That, if, if that happens, I'll, I'll, I'll right there with you. I'll lead that charge. But the rest of it, I don't know. This just doesn't, this, this very much looks to me like it's, you know, hey, you'll wait for me. I can be great again. I'm on this pedestal, at least outwardly, seemingly, you know, perception becoming reality. Here it is. And the Packers said, okay, we'll talk to you later. That was it. And then, again, if you go by what everybody has said, you know that he doesn't pick up the phone. He's not one. They, they make a joke about it in the locker room. He's not one to text and get a hold of you and all that kind of stuff. It is what it is, man. So the whole thing about, you know, hey, I was 90%. His words, not mine. Roger said, I was 90% ready to retire going into the darkness. If he communicates that to the Packers, Packers aren't picking up the phone and saying, hey, you know, what would you give us? Packers aren't shopping them around. It doesn't, that, that doesn't make sense.
What inspired him was that he didn't communicate with the Packers. He didn't return their phone call. He didn't return their text when Goody said we tried to get a hold of him. Went into the darkness, came out, and found that there was a lot of talk about him after wanting all this transparency, which he wasn't. And then said, well, how dare you? How dare you talk about me? I'm coming back, and I'm playing for the Jets, and I'm going to do this and this and this. I can still win MVPs. Okay, great. But had all of this come to the surface in a communication between yourself and Brian Goodikins, I, I don't think we're sitting here today. At least not like this. So, 877-867-167. I, I just think there's so much that's so easy here. It's all sitting right in front of us. You know, a lot of the times when they talk about, you know, I got a buddy of mine who is, uh, and my son actually is a, is a police officer. A lot of the times they say, you know, the clues 90% of the time are right here. They're, they're right in front of you. You just got to look at them, and you got to understand what they mean. And I think this is the same thing. A lot of the stuff that's been stated that Rogers has stated himself, it's all sitting right here. You just have to kind of analyze it a little bit. And then the other aspect of that is that, you know, we know that he's not going to get a lot of hard questions fired at him via the Pat McAfee show. There's not going to be a lot of follow-up unless that's the path in which he wants to be led down so he can wax out loud about his, you know, airing of the grievances. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free. Go ahead and do it. Uh, hey, don't forget about our buddy Dwayne at Dwayne's Cover It All, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's Cover It All.com. Go to Dwayne's Cover It All.com or in Wausau. You can call him 715-870-2119, whether it's a boat cover, awnings, gym equipment, office furniture, so much more. Call him, 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Continuing on. Hey, don't forget about our friends at Kane and Kane Jeweler. Let them rock your world. They're located in West Bend, Wisconsin. That is Kane, K-O-E-H-N. KaneJewelry.com, whether it's a uh, anniversary, engagement rings, wedding rings. Uh, also, don't forget about the Buy It Like a Guy podcast. So if, uh, dudes, you're running around out there and you're thinking to yourself, why do I want to go to West Bend to uh, get some jewelry, check out Andy's Buy Like a Guy podcast. He can help you out in that area as well. K-O-E-H-N, KaneJewelry.com. That's Kane and Kane Jewelers located in West Bend, Wisconsin. Uh, 877-867-1670, Um, Complicated fellow says, so Aaron makes a point to avoid communicating with the Green Bay Packers. Sounds like he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. Um, the um, Complicated fellow also says, isn't his statement about going into the, to retire, going into the darkness, even more proof that the Packers needed to have a backup plan? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, this is from Anthony who says, Bill, do you agree with Aaron Rodgers' comment that he's the greatest quarterback in Green Bay Packer history? Playing the position? Yes. I do. Had he won another Super Bowl, he would have been hands down. Statistically, accuracy, 
knowledge of the game, 100 percent. The game is more complicated now than it's ever been. It is, albeit I will say it's uh, softer than it's ever been. I know guys today hate that, but uh, the ability to, to beat the hell out of a quarterback has gone by the wayside um, as opposed to going back to, say, Bart Starr's days. But, yeah, it's uh, he's, you know, I've had conversations with Lynn Dickey, um, you know, about this where he just talks about Aaron and the knowledge and the ability and, you know, and everything that he's had, the whole package, the scramble ability, the running ability, uh, the arm, the arm strength, the accuracy that is just so amazing, the knowledge. Yeah, I do. There's nothing wrong with that. Bart Starr is by far the most decorated quarterback in Green Bay Packer history. He is the cornerstone between him and Lombardi that this uh, part of what this franchise is all about. And that will never, ever, ever be taken away from him. Um, the Favre era was so vital because of, you know, bringing prominence back to a flailing, you know, franchise, you know, um, The fact that they they put it all together with Reggie White, it just everything came together to put this franchise back in a terrific place. And for Ron Wolf to realize the talent that Favre had and to say we're going to go for it, and for Bob Harlan to say, do what you got to do. You're a football guy. I'm not. I'm a businessman. I need to worry about the, the business of keeping the Green Bay Packers viable, and you worry about the football team. And my – my business plan is based off of your product. I think Bob did the, the right thing. Everything everything that needed to happen, happened. And then, obviously, Ted Thompson took it, ran with it. Bob Harlan, what he did to get the renovation of Lambeau Field passed and to s- the sustainability of the franchise ever since with Mark Murphy and the house that Favre and Aaron have been. It, yeah, I 100% agree. You cannot leave out a guy like Lynn Dickey and the success that he had at quarterback and how much better he would have been had they had a defense and obviously Don Mikowski and had he not gone down with the injury what kind of success would he have ended up having you know they've had some quality guys there you look at some of the the hall of famers that have come through this this franchise so but but yeah I I'd, I'd go along with that absolutely Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Okay, I've got some uh, got some emails here. Our buddy Steve says, uh, "I got to thinking about the Packers' offense and how it may differ from what it was with under Aaron Rodgers. Did you see them going more from under center and mix in the shotgun, which will help some play action? I also see the Whitewater Warhawk alum Jake Kumaro is now available. Do you think they may get a, he may get another look in Green Bay? No, I don't." Uh, great game by the Brewers, especially Corbin Burns last night. At one time, I believe Burns had 13 outs and had only thrown 48 pitches. He was in the zone last night, and maybe we can sneak out another series win this afternoon. That's our buddy Steve in Rothschild. Steve, I am right there with you, man. Solid night light, night last night for the Brewers uh, and for Corbin Burns. Uh, hey, Bill, this past Friday night, I believe it was the Jets general manager, Joe Douglas, and Boomer were on a stage in New York where some were boasting how the deal is done. All New York media are making people think that the Jets are pulling the wool over the Packers' eyes by giving up so little to get Aaron Rodgers. It's ridiculous. That is John from Jersey. Um, Yeah. You know, look, 
if they got Aaron Rodgers and gave up two first-round draft choices and Rodgers took them to an AFC championship game, just that, they would think that they got the best of the little town that couldn't. If they give up both second-round picks and Rodgers is what he was last year, and he doesn't come back with that chip on his shoulder and doesn't have the ability to throw the ball the way he did a couple of years ago, and he doesn't come back and have an MVP season and does nothing but bitch, whine, and moan about not being on the same page, and you see him yelling at Nathaniel Hackett and the, the same face and the, all the things that just kind of made him so abrasive to outside fans looking in, and they don't reach the postseason, they will say that Joe Douglas got completely skewered that little old Green Bay got the best of them. They knew they were de- they were dealing damaged goods. I mean, it will be a merciless scream. Either way, either way, you're going to have to put up with it. Either way, hey, if the if if the Jets make it to the postseason, and so do the Packers, but say the Packers get there uh, via wild card and they're one and done. Say the Jets, because I don't think the Jets are going to win their division. Say the Jets get there in a wild card and they're one and done. Think about that for a minute. Then what's going to be the comparison? Is that the Packers got one, two, three draft choices total, whatever, and they had Jordan Love, and they did the exact same damage in the postseason as the New York Jets did. I mean, unless he takes them to a Super Bowl, there's not much of a way this is all going to pan out for him. Just an FYI. Uh, Pack Attack says, uh, my love for Aaron Jones and his total commitment to the Green Bay Packers, along with his financial flexibility to get other people in, is amazing. I stand by the fact that if Rodgers would have had the same attitude with his contract rather than lip service, he would have had another Super Bowl or two because the Packers could have been uh, one or four or more significant players into the season. Imagine if Rodgers had taken a pay cut, spread about 10 to $30 million to somebody else. Think about it. I, I couldn't agree more. I never understood. Look. I'm never against a player getting paid. Get what you can. We all want it. We all, in our lives, we all want it. Now, you and I say somebody offers us thirty million, but the job is going to be difficult. It is going to be tiresome. It is going to be grueling, and it's just you. And they say, but if you give us ten million of that, you only make twenty million. And ten more million goes into this guy. Then your job is going to be twice as easy. You're going to have more success and may make more money down the road and get more notoriety. That amount of money, we all look at it and go, nah, no big deal. We'll go ahead and give away $10 million. You know? No, okay, no problem. Because we, we want that success. Um, maybe it would be different had Aaron Rodgers uh, not won a Super Bowl in his third year under center. Maybe the, the chase for success beyond that might have stayed a little more to the forefront as opposed to the money. But you can't say it's not about the money. His words, not mine. It's not about the money. Then why'd you take it? Then why'd you sign that contract that you knew was going to hamstring this team? Why? It's 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 such hypocrisy. But yet, he doesn't get pressed on that. He will never be asked. If it wasn't about the money, then why'd you take the money? Why'd you sign that contract? Why'd you handcuff that organization? Um... Oh, this is the, Matt. You're right. Hey, what's going to happen to the Lovin' '69 golf cart? <laughs> My assumption is is that um, Rogers is probably taking it with him. 
Oh, he's not leaving anything behind. You think he's going to leave the keys to, to that to Jordan Love? Come on. Come on, man. Come on. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. 877-867-1670. Give us a shout again. 877-867-1670. Um, I would love to love to get more comments on all of this. Stay tuned. Hey, uh, got a couple of things. Uh, well, we'll talk about it when we come back. Stay tuned. We've got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs> From Homeside Financial, good people, and right now with interest rate kind of being what they are, um, and going up six and a half to seven and a half percent, depending on where you're at. If you would like to maybe check into four and a half, not a bad way to go. Check uh, check out my buddy Scott and Team Ellis uh, over there about the two one buy down. I don't have all the details on this because I don't know anything about it uh, when it comes to the intricacies of getting your mortgage. All I know is I did what he told me to do. I filled out the paperwork. I knew what my credit rating was, and I put money down. I'm like, here you go, and it worked out. You can have the same thing done if you give them a call, 414-791-7771. The 2-1 buy-down right now, whether it's refinancing a home, getting pre-qualified for a new home, uh, pulling out home equity in your home, uh, he can get you done at a reasonable interest rate, something that a lot of people can't do. So got to get you, you've got to get a hold of Scott, 414-791-7771. 414-791-7771. My guy, Scott Ellis from Homeside Financial. Give him a shout. Um, the, uh, the, the question is, and a couple of people hit me up saying, do you really believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to come back and play at an MVP level? Michael, I do. I do. Now, is he going to be – is he going to win the MVP? Is he going to, say, throw up a quarterback rating of 107 and or better and throw for 5,200 yards, 35, 40 touchdowns, seven interceptions? I, I doubt it. I doubt it. But will he come back and play with a chip on his shoulder? <laughs> you better damn believe it, without a doubt. You better believe it. I think that he is going to do anything and everything he can to have success to kind of show the Packers that he can do it and um, that – and show the rest of the world for that matter. Uh, there's going to be pressure in New York, but I, I just don't know if he's going to play at that extreme level to where he's going to win it. It would be r- miraculous if he did almost. But I don't doubt that he's going to come back and play well and have a chip on his shoulder and all that kind of stuff. I think he's – He's going to do well. He's going to do well. Um, but to take them to a Super Bowl, no. No. May get them to the postseason. I don't think they're the best team in their division. I've said that time and again. If Tua plays the way he did early on last year with a better defense and second year of Tariq Hill and company in that system, I don't even think he's the second best team in the division. I think he's battling with Mac Jones to keep out of the basement of that AFC North. Or, excuse me, a, you know, the AFC East. Um, because I think Josh Allen and company are just as good, if not better. I think the Dolphins have a ton of talent. It's whether or not Tua can guide them. Uh, and I think New England will be better. I don't know how much better they're going to be, though, with Bill O'Brien. I'm not a big fan of his at all. 
Um, I think it's two very gruff and grumbly guys that are my way or the highway type of coaches that I, I this is either going to work out and work out really, really well, or it's going to be a crash and burn and be a little bit of a, a mark on the hiring and tenure there of, of Bill Belichick. But could they be really good? Yeah, certainly. But I, I don't think the Packers are going to be meeting the, the Jets in the Super Bowl anytime soon. We got another hour yet to go. That's Fo Show. Good stuff today. A lot of people chiming in today. Like it. Like it. Hang in there. We got more. We got a lot more. A lot more coming up. Uh, we are uh, we're gonna step aside. About a minute and a half. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. <laughs> 